Hey, is this thing on? Spit on the microphone. <laughs> Welcome to Successfully Screwed, a weekly podcast with Ashley Owens and Sarah Rosenberg. What the hell is this about? I don't even know where I'm starting. Is that where I'm starting? Well, this is about how business owners screw up their fuck ups. If you're a business owner, you know the definition of hard work, frustration, second guessing, imposter syndrome, and everything in between. And then you look around on social media or on CNBC and the success of others and you wonder, damn, when is that going to happen for me? Will it ever happen for me? The hell am I doing wrong? And what the fuck am I doing wrong? Hey, guess what? Everybody says that. There are a lot of other podcasts out there that are positively motivational. Those are cool because they give you those warm, fuzzy, woohoo feeling. But the Successfully Screwed podcast takes a different approach to kicking you in the pants, to kicking you in the ass, in an attempt to motivate you to hang in there and keep grinding. We talk about the fuck-ups and how successful entrepreneurs overcome them because that is its own kind of motivation. We also give you that Schadenfreude factor. God damn it. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Google it. On this episode, we talk to... Want to win some free things? Of course you do. You're an entrepreneur probably making nothing. However, if you'd like to win some free things from the guests of this podcast, make sure you hashtag I listened while sharing this episode. You could be in the running for free consultations, some great resources, free books, whatever our guest decides to bring on, you have the chance of winning. So make sure at the end of this podcast, you share it. Hashtag I listened and the episode number. Sit back, relax, and wait every Sunday for the drawing. and welcome to Successfully Screwed, the podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs about their absolute fuck-ups. I'm Ashley Owens, the extrovert, and today we have Sarah Rosenberg, the introvert. And our guest today, I'm actually really excited about this one because um, Dave Arena and you know what Alcove Media does is, is something really interesting. They really, really work with, with realtors, right? Homeowners, basically everybody in real estate, and they sell homes faster using media, high-quality photos, videos. I mean, this really cool shit called like virtual reality tours, which I have no idea how people do that now. Um, But I'm super pumped to have you on today, David, because you just have such a great background. As an introvert, what is your biggest challenge when just, you know, being a business owner and being an introvert? What is a challenge for you? Well, thanks for having me. Uh, Yeah, this is pretty cool. And uh, what do I think about networking or being an introvert? Like a semi-introvert. Uh, networking and hating it because uh, I kind of hate everything about it. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> the large groups is definitely the worst part. Probably, probably the number one thing. Oh, yeah, I get it. I mean, especially even though sometimes I love get energy from from big groups. Sometimes it's just a little obnoxious. You get a lot of people running around telling you how much they're going to save you on a four hundred one k. That whole thing. So um, here's every, a question. Every event. Yeah. <laughs> She's so bad. So question of the day as we begin this podcast, we're going to talk about our failures today. So Sarah, do you want to start? Because I got to think about mine. There's just too many. I got to break down into a little more of a shorter story. But do you have anything you want to talk about this week? I do actually. Um, So as everyone knows, this podcast is about low points um, that we go through as business owners. Um, And I think everyone knows that this podcast is pre-recorded. So this week... Uh, we had um, a couple of losses as a result of suicide. So I just wanted to 
I guess, talk about that for a minute um, as someone who suffers from mental illness. Um, and I hypothesize that most business owners probably have some sort of mental illness going on as well. Um, and also as, as entrepreneurs and business owners, we, our job is to function, right? So we, we have to function. We kind of don't have a choice. Right. Um, and we kind of have to function at a level where it looks like we're okay when maybe, re when maybe we're really not okay. So um, given the losses that we had this week, um, I just wanted to remind people, especially entrepreneurs and business owners, that there are resources out there for help. Um, there's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-TALK. Um, and there's a real person on the other end who can help you out. There's also Crisis Text Line. Um, if you don't feel like talking and you would prefer to communicate via text, and that number is 741741. Um, and the person on the other end will help you out as well if you're in a crisis or you just need someone to talk to. So um, use those resources if you feel you need them. Um, reaching out for help is not a weakness. Um, and for those of you that don't suffer from depression or a mental illness, um, but you are a support person for someone who does, please check in with those people. Um, we may look like we're okay, but we're really not. Um, and it's always good to check in every once in a while. So that's the low point of this week. So I just wanted to get that out there. No, I really, really appreciate that, Sarah. Actually, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because like you said, there's been a ton of um, suicides in the in the just in general, but also two very big people who had recently lost their lives. And it's interesting because that, that conversation doesn't come up, you know, yeah. for a lot of people. Um, and it certainly didn't come up with me until I kind of read up on the post that you recently posted, which was the high functioning depression. Yeah. And it definitely sparked a conversation um, with myself and my husband about like, oh, I might have something because something's off and who knows what it is, but at least now I'm having that conversation. Yeah. Um, and talking to people. So I think, you know, very much to your point, when you have those low points um, in your life, especially as you're kind of wearing all of the hats, that stuff can be kind of put to the wayside. But you're right, you need to have that kind of community to kind of, ex you know, explain to you or at least make you aware that that stuff happens. This is way more common than not. What do you think, Dave? I would agree with all those things. Um, definitely the the news from today, uh, Anthony Bourdain, that was a big, uh, yeah. I was uh, really thrown off by that. So yeah, that's, um, it is really tough as a business owner too, especially um, if you already have, if you start a business and you already have a, uh, some sort of uh, mental illness, like depression or something, uh, definitely makes it that much harder to function every day. Do you think that most, I mean, and Sarah, you can probably test this. Do you think most business owners kind of I mean, I don't know the numbers on that, but most business business owners kind of handle that all the time. Or do you think it's just for entrepreneurs? Um, I, I mean, I know um, one of my clients, Lynn Davis, recently published a book about entrepreneurs and depression and suicide. And I always say, I, I, I kind of say it in a joking way, but not really. Um, you have to be a little bit insane. Not that <laughs> mentally ill people are insane, but you have to have a certain tolerance for highs and lows when you're a business owner or an entrepreneur. Um, just like people with mental illness and depression have that tolerance for the highs and lows of mood swings. 
Right. So um, I think I'm going to go ahead and guess that the percentage of people who deal with depression and, and anxiety um, among the entrepreneur community is pretty high. So yeah. you know, I, I think it's a really important thing to talk about. Um, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast so that we can get rid or at least mm-hmm. do our part to help get rid of the stigma around failure and talking about it and, and the stigma around talking about those low points that we all have. So um, yeah, I think it's a really important conversation for sure. That's awesome. No, I think it's, it's important to talk about and at least bring up because you never know what somebody's going through. But then you also can think about how to laugh about it at some point, yeah. you know, how to lighten up the, the, the uh, perception of what's going on because, you know, everyone does go through it. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and put those resources in the show notes so that they'll be there when people need them. Um, and, you know, always feel free to reach out to me. I am a font of mental health resources because I tend to be a bit of a big mouth about it, especially on social media. So if anyone needs any kind of resources, I probably have them. All right, Dave. So here's a question for you. I mean, I know we talked about, you know, this, this low point that Sarah and I had, was there a specific low point that you had, uh, let's say, you know, in your business or even personally that you would like to talk about and kind of how you've come up from that? Um, yeah, so I could, uh, yeah, so I feel like um, my whole life leading up to starting a business was not necessarily a low point, but I definitely was, uh, the, the way I got here was by just constantly uh, screwing up, as this uh, podcast Ooh, is named. So, do tell. This is exciting. Go for um, it. I was kind of just a, like a punk kid. I was a terrible teenager, <laughs> right? Oh, so I was, yes, I was, I was not great in any way. Um, so, there, so I was a pretty bad kid, and that carried in like a little bit into my young adulthood. I mean, I think I got progressively better. I was just always getting in trouble. I dropped out of school when I was uh, very young, uh, really? 15, wow. worked at a gas station, which I still think was the best job I ever had. Why was, it your, with, why was your best job? Uh, you know what? I worked at this little tiny gas station and the guy who owned it was awesome. So my first real experience, I think, seeing an entrepreneur you know, this, this guy was just great. Like it was a very small group of people. There were a couple of us that worked there and I, I was really, uh, really enjoyed working for the guy who owned this little gas station. So I kind of looked at him and thought, Oh, it's so cool to, you know, own your own thing. This is so great. Even if, you know, whatever that business may be. But, um, so, and then I had a million other little jobs that I were, I either quit or was fired from or whatever. How many jobs were you fired from? Or end or quit? A lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot. All of them. I mean, I, I had so many jobs that I would work at a job maybe six months and then realize I hated it. And of course, at that time, it was it was the job. It wasn't me, of course. You know, the yeah, common denominator yeah, definitely wouldn't have been me. Never you. Um, no. Yeah, no. Uh, so when uh, so when my when I all my friends and my girlfriend at the time, uh, now my wife, when everyone was going to college in our when we were 18 I just decided I needed to get out of here so I joined the military for uh, a short while came back had a bunch more random jobs and eventually decided you know like I need to work for myself without the means to do that though I decided you know I didn't have a ton of money so I just decided I'm going to become a real estate agent because that's what, license. that's what you do that's what you do that's what you do right that's what i mean you know if there's license out there it, just, it is it's what you do yeah and uh i had sold cars so i thought it very you know just a big cars. car it's, it's just, just a big, a big car, car. <laughs> and uh so yeah i was you know i thought this will be great 
I don't have to open up a storefront. I don't need a ton of money. I'm just, boom, I'm ready to go. It's funny, we were talking about introverts at the beginning of this, and I kind of, I'm probably somewhere in the middle, you know, of an introvert, extrovert. I'm, like, I'm not an extreme on either end, but man, do I generally hate talking to people, uh, you know, every day, like for extended periods of time. I can't do it. I can do it, but every day, you know, I get burned out really fast. If I go to five networking events in a week, I'm, I'm done. I have to not talk to anyone for the weekend. That's the opposite of a real estate agent, right? <laughs> I mean, you, that's, that is not the, the qualities that you need. Uh, you need to constantly be sitting at houses all the time, talking to people, talking to people. And I have a very good friend who is successful because he will walk up to people in Starbucks if he like overhears them talking about real estate. And there you go. That is not me. I was a real estate agent for um, almost two years. And I think the fact that it just wasn't my personality Although I maybe thought I was giving 100%, it just, something wasn't clicking because I just couldn't, do, couldn't bring myself to do it. So um, after about two years of that and making very little money, I needed to make some cash. So I decided that I was going to just take some photos of a house and I was going to charge people for it. And I borrowed a friend's camera, watched a lot of YouTube videos, and uh, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> so that's the story. So, okay. So you decided to jump in and take pictures of, of just houses. What was the reasoning behind it? Like what, what drove you to do that? What, how did that become a, how did you know that that was going to sell? I don't think I did. I just sort of assumed that it would work out. It probably isn't a great way to start a business, but I think yeah. that everybody on some level, that's kind of how you start a business. You just assume that things will work out and you're going to do that it. Everybody's buying that, what you're doing. Right. And <laughs> So it, uh, and I also didn't have any other option. There was a combination of, you know, I'd spent my entire life making these gigantic mistakes, kind of just being a failure in every way with my professional life. But what constitutes so, failure to you? Let's dive deeper into uh, that. I guess in the traditional sense, you know, Which not is- necessarily, um, hey, you know, I was still young and I could always pay my bills and I always kind of just, but, um, you know, I had no direction, very little. I didn't have many options. So that was the real problem. I was a high school dropout with a really checkered uh, professional past, just of all the jumping around and the, you know, different jobs I'd had. So at that point I was sort of unemployable from, I couldn't just put together a resume and go get a well-paying job. So there was a combination of, I didn't really have any other options. I sort of was used to, failing in my life. I just, cause it's really not, a, I guess I just thought, uh, what's the worst that can happen? You know, but if it I doesn't f- work out, I'm right back where I am now. So. Right. But I feel like entrepreneurs that have like the most unique checkered past make the best entrepreneurs because we're resourceful. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> sometimes, like sometimes figuring out the, the most efficient and productive way to get things done is through the shit that we had to deal with beforehand. Like how do we not spend a million dollars on this one project when we can utilize what we've got going on already? That's definitely something because I had come, you know, I remember when I was first starting and I was borrowing my camera equipment at first and then the rest I was putting on a credit card. And so everything I bought was really, I had to really break down the numbers of, I remember sitting with my wife at a table and I needed to spend $200, right? And that was so much money to me because I think my tiny business checking account I had opened had $600 in it total. Like that was it. So 200 bucks was a lot of money for this thing that I needed to buy to be able to do videos and not just photos. And it was a real debate for weeks. And then I finally bought it. Sure enough, I think that one $200 purchase made me 
an extra twenty thousand dollars that year or something like Holy that. Holy cow! Um, but so wow. it was those. But you, I really had to break down the numbers, which not having any sort of business background, if I had the money, I wouldn't have known to do it. But I guess since I didn't, I had to really do a very simple, basic business task, which was <laughs> run a budget and actually seriously think about, okay, let's. This isn't wishful thinking. Is this going to work, or is, or am I going to waste a third of my money right now? So, um, so when did you figure out that it was what when did when you got that big job right that that first really big job wh- tell me about how you got your first big client yeah i had kind of a weird i i was more thinking uh, i was doing very high volume very low cost options so it wasn't necessarily that i was landing a, a big client that gave me you know a five thousand dollar check it was building little by little so for me i was I remember keeping track of how many jobs I had to do. And I remember thinking if I could just do, if I could photograph two houses a day, you know, that would be a, you know, a couple hundred bucks a week or whatever it was, however much I was charging at the time. And then, you know, that's, I think my goal was like 2,500 bucks a month. Like it wasn't even like I was trying to, yeah. you know, make six figures. I was just thinking, you know, if I can just do two a day. And so when I started doing this, third month, I think my first month, I photographed 30 homes or something. And that was a big deal uh, for me. My first month in officially started. And the second month, I think I did the same. Uh, And that was January of 2015. And then my third month, I think I photographed like 96 homes. So all of a sudden, it kind of took off. And I went from really wishing if I could just shoot two properties a day, Mm -hmm. to all of a sudden, I was photographing four or five, six properties a day. And at that point, I was, the money concern was not the concern. And then that whole spring, by the time June or July had rolled around, I was working 18 hour days, seven days a week, just to try and keep up with the amount of business I was getting. So makes it sound a little easy. There was a lot of work to do to the sales, but it did sort of all of a sudden snowball. And Mm -hmm. I found myself really panicking to try and keep up and still sleep for four to five hours a night. Yeah, that's really amazing. All right, we're going to take a quick break here um, and hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, I have questions. um, And we're going to talk about some resources um, that you use that you would recommend. Podcast is sponsored by ServiceTree. Adam Weiser of ServiceTree. At ServiceTree, their goal is to help their clients improve their customer's experience to the point of payment. Business owners work hard to acquire and service their customers. Their systems allow business owners, guys, wait, to not just accept payments, but obtain valuable data during the business process. So their multi-purpose systems allow for credit card payments to be accepted anywhere your customers want to pay on the go, in the store, on the web, or over the phone, and they make getting started easy, breezy, lemon squeezy. So they are so confident in their products and service that there are no contracts. I'm sorry, what? what am I reading? No contracts? or cancellation fees. First of all, you want to contact Adam Weiser at 866-944-3244 so they can help your process payments securely and for less money. And we're back on Successfully Screwed Podcast with Dave Arena from Alcove Media. Sarah, you had a couple questions I know as we were talking about uh, his failures in the past, but what kind of questions do you have for Dave? All right, so let's sum up. So you dropped out of school, correct? Mm-hmm. You did a couple jobs that you had various degree of success and failure at. Um, and 
you decided to start your own business. I'm wondering at, at the point in which, you know, things were kind of going awry for you when you were younger, what did your support system look like at that time? And I guess kind of what gave you the impetus to start the business? Like what, what happened that triggered you to say, all right, I'm going out on my own. I have to figure this out. Uh, so I think my entire, so I, I do have that. I generally, and um, it's less now that I'm, uh, I think growing up a little bit, maybe I'm not a full grown up yet. Um, but I think when I was especially younger and I, I've always had a problem with authority or just, you know, doing the things by the book, that's, that's the, it's the kind of typical entrepreneur personality. So. And let's kind of just say before you go any farther. So for the audience, we have a Zoom set up here. And we're looking at this guy who's pretty clean cut, button down shirt. Like when you say that, I don't believe you so much, but go ahead. I just wanted to point that it's, out. For yeah, people, that is, this is the first time I've really uh, talked about it in a public forum. People are usually very surprised. I dropped out of high school and I'm covered in tattoos too. Underneath. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> fully, yeah. Sarah and I haven't showered. You have like nice doilies behind right. you, a wife, oh, curtains yeah. hung up. Like, forget you, dude. Oh, I hung those curtains. Those curtains were my, uh, I, I'll take credit for those too. Oh, they're nice, man. They look good. Can I just Target. show you what I took down behind me? Okay. <laughs> this is, I don't know if you can see it, but it's a painting of, <laughs> but this is hanging behind me because I painted it. Is it a okay. vagina? I can't, it's boots. Oh, yes, yes. So I took it down. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, <laughs> now I see it. In the... So yeah, no, I, okay. I'm sorry. I just wanted to put that in there because I, I feel like that, um, you know, is of interest to people because you don't look, you don't look like. That's, you... hey, perception is reality. You know, I got to play, I got to sometimes uh, look the part, you know, if, uh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so I was, again, back to me being a crappy uh, teenager. Yeah, just so many problems with authority uh, for me. And so that really continued. I just always thought I could do stuff better, you know, and it wasn't every job I had. It was always those really dumb little things that no normal person would get annoyed at. Uh, like most people would just go do their job. And when their boss does something dumb, they just go, Meh, you know, and they move on with their lives. I would, it would drive me nuts. And to the point where I would go insane and either get fired or leave. My last job, I refused to wear a tie. I just, that was it. I can't stand ties. I thought that I looked professional and cool without a tie. And I argued with my manager about it to the point where that was legitimately one of the reasons I was fired from this, this one job, because I thought it made me look more approachable in my sales role without a tie. That's so anyway, that's just me. So it was more, it, starting business was I think more out of just necessity because I had gotten to the point where I just realized this, I don't have any other options. Like this is, this is going to keep happening to me. I'm going to keep hating everything about every job I have, no matter what it is. Um, I had sold shoes. I'd worked at a hardware store. I'd sold cars, worked at a bank. I was a medic in the military. So I was an EMT for a while on an ambulance. Holy shit. Uh, there was, yeah, I've just like done everything. You name it. I've, I've probably done it. And that's a big deal though. Can we just go back to that really quick? Because being a medic in the military is, th that's a, that's a tough job. I always liked that job because it was always, I always found humor in, in the stuff that happened. Like, I remember the first time somebody just projectile vomited right onto me, like onto all of my entire, I think I was wearing my uniform at the time and just in an ER. And like that stuff never really bothered me. That was more just like, well, there you go. That's it. Uh, 
and because uh, I, was, I was in the Air Force, so I spent a lot of time in hospitals. And so that was my, uh, wow. anyway, that that's basically, I don't even know where we're going anymore. No, uh, I don't care. I want to talk, wait, that's totally fine. So what, why, why the military? Um, I just needed, I always wanted to do it and I needed to kind of get away from again. I, as soon as I turned 18, everyone was going to college. I didn't want to just stay, like I was staying at home working at a gas station. Yeah. I mean, that was so it was and I knew that I had tried taking a class at the community college near me and just didn't do well at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and except for history, because I was really into history. Right. So the things that I'm really into, I the only A's I got in my entire life were two college classes at a community college that were both history based. And then everything else was just a terrible failure uh, because somebody tells me to do homework and I'm not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to listen to people. And that's a real problem. So like that, again, goes back to that uh, entrepreneurial side, I guess. I'm laughing because I have a child who is going in. He's a senior this year. He's a bit of a rebel. He marches to his own drum, literally. And we've decided that he's not going to college. It's not going to work out. He does, wants to do what he wants to do. And, and it's fine but he will literally do his homework and not hand it in. Doesn't make <laughs> for it. It's basically, fuck you. I did it. I'm not handing it in. Fuck you. Like it, it, it's such a, I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> that is really, you know, he'll be okay. It'll be fine. He'll be fine. His father will not be fine, but he will be fine. But what would you say to kids? Um, and, and I think at, at this point, I mean, you're, you seem like a young guy. I'm in my 40s, so it was a little bit different back then. But there's a lot of talk right now about maybe considering not going to college and not saddling yourself with all of that debt. What would you say to kids who right now coming out of school are not necessarily cut out to be that cookie cutter college student? What would you suggest to them having been there? Good question. I mean, super complicated issue, but I'll kind of dumb it down for a base thought of, I, you know, I obviously coming from where, and so the funny, funny part is, so my wife is the exact opposite in every way, right? So she's actually, gra she's graduating with her master's in this July. So just total opposite of me. She has a 4.0. It's amazing. And that's really, really worked for her. She went to college, did well, did very well in her master's. She is an excellent, excellent professional. And her career is going to be, I mean, she's, it is good right now, but she's just going to keep reaching new heights. It's something that I'll never do in the traditional sense. So for her personality, that was the right call. Like her going to college, her going on this career path, her climbing the ladder, she is 100%, that's, that's the right move. And she wouldn't have been able to not go to college and be where she is today. Me, on the other hand, uh, again, just a very different personality, I could never do college. And even if I maybe squeaked through, meh, you know, like it wouldn't have, I, I'm, it's, it's just, I, I needed to take a different path. So I think that it really comes down to the individual and whatever path that person ends up taking is okay. You know, and uh, for my, for my own kids, which I don't have yet. Uh, but I just, I always just think as long as they're doing their best, it's something I, I could care less whether they're working at a gas station, owning a gas station or if they go to college and become a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It's, you know, it's, it's all just your own path and uh, I, I think it's fine. So and, it's and not, I think a year off is great. Threw up on you, I feel like you're really good for parenthood at this point. So someone threw up on you and you have that, that yeah, that's true. to kind of let the kids <laughs> be what they want to be. I think you'll be an excellent parent. 
Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I think uh, taking a year off is great too. You know, for a lot of people who, or just go do two years at a community college. I mean, that's a great idea. So lots, lots of options. Yep. And speaking of lots of options, when we come back, we're going to learn about all your resources that help you get through these low points after a word from our sponsor. Is your business struggling to grow? Do you need a cohesive business growth strategy? Does your business need a marketing makeover? You need to talk to Izzy of Profound Business. He will evaluate your current business model and help you eliminate the business pain points that are holding you back, as well as capitalize on the positive items that are working well for you, and help you lay solid, effective foundation for growth and take your business from struggle to success. If you feel lost, you need Profound. And we're back. We are back with Dave Arena from Alcove Media, um, and he is telling us his very super cool story, although in the moment, it probably didn't feel so super cool. Um, Dave, <laughs> question, a couple more questions. Um, okay. How are things for you today? As good as being an entrepreneur ever can be and owning a business. Um, I'm... Uh, we are in our fourth year now, so I still think of us as a startup, but I guess I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. I'm, I'm having to switch and take off my entrepreneur hat to a CEO hat. We've got, you know, CEO of a small company. We have 18 people now, so we are expanding. Uh, we're going through a big expansion right now into the DC area. Uh, so we're headquartered out of Philly, but now we're kind of expanding down into the market down there. So that's big for us. So yeah, things are... Um, Things are going quite well. You know, every day is a roller coaster. So sure. statistically, this should be just a huge failure any day now. But I think we're, I think we're doing okay. Good. So what are some resources, business resources that you cannot live without? Give us like two or three. So the first one that always comes to mind with a question like this is books. And I don't mean traditional books because I sit in the car all day driving around everywhere. So audiobooks for me. But um, quick story, uh, when I first started this business, somebody invited me to an event and I got to go to this event and I heard uh, this author, Tim Sanders, speak. And he's written a couple of really good books. His big one is Love is a Killer App. That's a really good one. And so he was talking about reading and all these things. And it really, really spoke to me because his main point that he was getting across was, you know, people go to school, you go to business school, and what do you do when you leave? you immediately stop learning. And what ends up happening is you just, I mean, nobody reads anymore. Like you stop looking for new information because you assume, oh, I got a job and I'm an expert now and whatever. And so he was really pushing this reading. Obviously he's an author, right? So he's gonna do that. But uh, he had a pretty cool quote and it was um, that the readers of today are the leaders of tomorrow. And so I was sitting there listening to this and I was really at the time struggling with like, what the heck am I gonna do, right? I'm trying to start a business against like people that went to Wharton and stuff. Those, I mean, that's really like my, the competition of the business landscape these days. And here I am uh, not having any idea what I'm doing flying by the seat of my pants. So I realized then like, you know what, I'm gonna outlearn everybody. So I just started reading every single book I could get my hands on. Um, and that's something I still do today. I've probably got three books that I'm maybe listening to. Like I said, I do audiobooks right now. I must have ADD or something, so I'm hopping around between but But I did, at any given moment, I'm reading two or three books. So to really reinforce it, uh, he told that night when I was listening, he told a story about, um, he had worked for Mark Cuban back in the day, and he had met Mark Cuban in like June of that year, and Mark Cuban had already read 
like 56 books or something, something outrageous. Start reading more. And yeah, and even Mark Cuban says today he reads for three hours a day or something outrageous. But it's, it legitimately got me to where I am today and was able to get me at a competitive standpoint of, of running a business. That was a long one. I'll make the next couple short podcasts. I mean, they're great too. Listen to podcasts. And then um, just a business group. So I recently was um, in a entrepreneur kind of business group that uh, met every week. Um, It was a veteran one nonprofit here in Philly called Bunker Labs. So shout out to them. And meeting up every week with other entrepreneurs who sat around and said like, man, I'm going through this and it's really, really hard. And then you said it, you yourself sitting there going, oh, I'm going through that too. Holy crap. This is such a, you know, so whether it's a coach or a group or whatever, having a regular group of like-minded entrepreneurs and similar situations, it has been invaluable uh, to me. Perfect. Are you ready for rapid fire questions to wrap this up? Yes. Your favorite. All right. My favorite question to ask, what is the title of your biography? Ooh. Don't think about it. Just say it. An unconventional way to success. Boom. Uh, next question. What are the three traits that an entrepreneur needs to have in your opinion? Resiliency is definitely number one because you get knocked down quite a bit. Persistence. Is that kind of the same thing? And probably the ability to uh, not be afraid of failure. I mean, you, you really need all those things because they're most likely all going to happen to you at some point. <laughs> so, Yeah. Perfect. Ashley, what's your question? Three. If you could pick somebody alive or dead to talk to, who would it be? No question. Steve Jobs. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, he's like the Einstein of our generation. Wasn't he a dickhead? Wasn't oh, he yeah. He was a terrible person. He was not a great role model. <laughs> I mean, really even, I don't even think professionally he was a good role model. I mean, people really did not like him. But, you know, I mean, of all people to talk to, that's kind of the one, right? Yeah. No, I totally get that. Actually, mine, uh, Sarah, I never asked you this. Who's yours? I'll give you mine. Uh, what, what's the question again? Who? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was distracted by your cat in the background. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad. Um, what, who would you want to talk to, uh, alive, living, or, uh, or alive, or dead? Business-wise, Richard Branson, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, good answer. Good. That's good a good answer. one. Good one. I think we're on Family Feud. Good answer. <laughs> uh mine would be robin williams i just want to have a drink with the guy yep oh that you know he'd be a good person to to do that with he would all right also question for you last one dave if you um at the end of this podcast we'd like to talk about free giveaways we love some free stuff is there something you'd love to give away to the listeners today yeah we i'm not sure so should it, it could be personal or professional i could give away uh you know like a free service from alcove or um i can give people uh, like a framed photo of a something that I took. Could be a framed photo of you hugging. No one wants that. <laughs> How about we do a framed photo of a fantastic picture you took that actually helped your business? All right. So I'll just give a random, uh, I'm sitting in my room right now and I have last year I went to Cuba and it was amazing. And I have a photo that I took there printed. Um, so I will give away a photo of some really cool classic cars in Cuba Perfect. And on that note, Sarah, Dave, what a fantastic conversation we had today. And thank you all very much for listening to the Successfully Screwed podcast with your extrovert, Ashley Owens. And your introvert, Sarah Rosenberg. Thank you, Dave, very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much, Dave. Stay successful, stay screwed, and stay tuned.